So, the big question is this, how do Muslims like us, who live busy lives in non-Muslim countries, remain strong in our faith and practice Islam while being surrounded by temptations and distractions? How do we reconnect with Allah and strive towards Jannah as one community of believers? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Ahmed Rehan and welcome to Jannah Talk. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Jannah Talk. Inshallah, you're doing well today. Uh, today, I'm very, very excited. We're like three weeks away from the start of Ramadan. We're in the beautiful month of Rajab. Now, with Ramadan coming up, there's always this excitement that we, we feel three, four weeks before. However, <laughs> when it gets to Ramadan, it's because the, the days we just kind of know like the night before Ramadan and it kind of springs up upon us and we, we prep as much as we can but it's always just hits you like a like a shock that day the very next day you just get told boom there's Ramadan and then you're still thinking okay what we're we gonna eat are we going to what, what when are we gonna pray where are we gonna pray what's my sleeping pattern gonna look like and all of these things it will make up Ramadan a lot better if Prior to Ramadan, we think about it from a practical point of view. Okay, so do we have um, a, a journal? Normally I keep a journal throughout Ramadan where I can keep track of the, the surahs I'm reading, the, the things I want to learn uh, this Ramadan. Um, for kids, when we were younger, we kept track of our fast. You know, <laughs> I don't know if you did this, but we done half days uh, when the days are quite long. Here in the UK, and uh, the days can be very, very long in the summer. Uh, in the winter, it's the opposite. It's very, very short. So in the summer months, uh, when we were kids, we'd done half days, which were, I think, I think we, we started fasting after lunch. <laughs> and uh, and Maghrib was maybe like 8 o'clock, something like that. It could go all the way up to 9 o'clock, which is, is very, very late, 9 p.m. So we used to do half days. And... Yeah, so it was just preparing ourselves prior to the start of Ramadan from a practical point of view, not just from a spiritual point of view, a practical point of view. Like, you don't want to be on the very first day of Ramadan thinking, spending the whole day thinking, okay, where am I going to, where are we going to eat? Are we going to break our fast here? Are we going to break our fast at a friend's house? Um, <laughs> we start thinking, is there any food in the house? <laughs> and these shouldn't uh, Ramadan isn't about the food. We should have all this laid out ahead of time, so we're not wasting any of our energy, and specifically our time, on worrying about the food. The whole point of Ramadan is it's meant to alleviate us from that. And Subhanallah, it's amazing when you when you start fasting and you go through Ramadan, you think how much time do you waste in the in the search or the pursuit of food, the preparation of food, the consumption of food, and the the, the tidy up process as well. Um, when you work that out throughout your day, it can be you know a fair bit of time, uh, and even mental energy. Just thinking about lunch, and then straight after lunch we've got well breakfast, and then straight after that lunch, and then our dinner, and snacking, and going out with friends at lunchtime for food, and all these kind of things. Once that's all removed and the need to to do that, then we have this time 
that we can reflect and use to get closer to our last panel time, especially if you work in a corporate job and you work in an office and you get a one hour lunch break. Now, without the need to go and hunt for food, go to the shops, go to the canteen, consume the food and all that kind of stuff, all of a sudden you've got a whole hour and you think, well, what? You know, that's a whole solid hour that you have there in the middle of your day. And this should be time that we should use to, to make salah, do dhikr, learn a bit of Quran. And it's just amazing, actually, how we're always constantly on the move. But then when you take it one essential part of your day, which is this need for food, it leaves a whole lot of time. And then you start realizing how much time you really do have. So this is what I'm really, really looking forward to um, always every Ramadan, is this getting my a schedule in, in place and not feeling controlled by your desires to eat. I think that's really a strong aspect of of Ramadan and why it's in there in the deen is to give ourselves control of our desires. Because other than food and air, which are the essentials of life, and you're going without fifty percent of that which is the which is the food aspect of it, the food and the, the hydration, you're giving yourself huge amounts of control. So people that let's say are, are addicted to smoking or, or drugs and say they, they say they need these drugs to survive. Well, they go through all of Ramadan without smoking and then straight after they're back on. So it shows you that their willpower it is there, but they just need to have a strong enough reason. And if us as human beings can go without food and water for nine hours for 30 days in a row, what else can we control our desires to go without? Whether that is listening to un-Islamic music or watching un-Islamic things or also maybe being in environments that are not good for us. All of these things that we feel from a social point of view, the pressure that we have to be involved in these things, Ramadan shows us that, well, we have control of our desires, not the other way around. And it's really, really empowering for myself when we go through this. And I hope for you, for you guys as well, inshallah. It gives you that strength, and then throughout the rest of the the year, the the rest of the eleven month, whenever we come upon a challenge that we face, and we think, "Well, I'm not strong enough for this." Well, if we reflect back to Ramadan, if we went without food and water for nine hours um, throughout the day, um, overall it's be fifteen hours. You know, from the time from Sahur all the way to the time we we break fast, it's fifteen hours. You know, up to twenty hours. Here in, in the UK, it's been up to 20 hours before, um, in the peak of summer. If we can do that, surely, surely, and with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help, we can abstain from these these minor sins and these thoughts that we have and, and, and not act upon them, inshallah. So this was a little motivation for myself and a bit of excitement that I wanted to share with you guys. We're about three weeks away from the start of Ramadan, and I personally cannot wait. So I, I want to start planning my Ramadan. How's my schedule going to look? How's my work pattern going to look? How's going to the gym going to look? You know, with Fajr time now is getting um, it's 6 in the morning, and then it's going to go back to 5 in the morning, 4 in the morning. And it's getting in the real tough times of the year to, to, to make it to Fajr. Fajr in the, in the winter time, um, which is from like November to March, is relatively easy. October, let's say, October to March in the UK is very, very easy because the time gets so late, it's like 7 p.m., 7 a.m., uh, as far as 8 a.m. This is up in Scotland where we are. 8 a.m., 
and 7 a.m. These are the times that Fajr is prayed in, in, in the Masajid. Now that is very convenient for, you know, you can wake up, you can sleep. And Aisha is like really early, it can be 6 p.m. And then Fajr is, let's call it 8 a.m. So it's 14 hours. You can go to bed early and sleep in till like 7 and still make Fajr so easy. Okay, that's in the winter time. As we move closer to the summertime, now it becomes a real kind of struggle. And but what I feel is if you pray in the wintertime, it trains your body. So now in the summertime, I mean, Fajr can be at 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning. You know, the real depth of the night. You know, Isha could be... The, the hardest time is peak summer. Isha could be half past 10 at night. Fajr is at 1 in the morning or 2 in the morning. You know, that's in the... <laughs> here in Scotland, it can... At some, for a few weeks of the year, it just doesn't get dark. As in, the sun doesn't really go beyond the horizon and it pops back up again. <laughs> and in those days, literally, the night is three hours long. And that that kind of struggle, I love that. I love the fact that, subhanAllah, there is seasons. I mean, we're in a country where you do feel the differences in seasons. Uh, I would probably not enjoy a climate where it was, you know, the salah time stays the same all year round. You don't get to taste it, the hardship and the ease, the hardship and the ease throughout the season. So subhanAllah, I really enjoy the winter time. We're waking up very, very early in the morning. And then the, the summertime, Fajr is like 7, 8 p.m., uh, 7, 8 in the morning. It's very, very convenient, very, very easy. So inshallah, you guys as well striving to make your salahs more consistent in any small way. Just build upon if you're doing no salahs at all. Just try to make one salah. We're doing one salah. Try to build two, three salahs in a day. And subhanAllah, if you're doing five, let's try to make five on time. Okay, let's try five on time consistently. And subhanAllah, honestly, after a few weeks, it will become a habit that you just cannot get out of the habit. Even if you don't have a watch on, you'll just know what time it is. Uh, for me, subhanAllah, I've been praying now 12 years steadfast, alhamdulillah, and it's just a, a way of life. And I feel uncomfortable if we're out and about and the opportunity to make salah. The first thing I'm thinking about is where are we going and where is the nearest place to do salah, subhanAllah. When we're planning out our weekends with the family, it's, we need to plan this around you know, prayer times, whether it's get up early, leave the house by nine, so we can be back by Zohar time, one o'clock. Or I know I'm going to be close to the, the city where there is a, a masajid that I know that it's going to be near Zohar time. Uh, and it just frames your whole life, inshallah. So I hope this Ramadan we have the opportunity to to strive and to gain that closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one step at a time. We're about three weeks away from Ramadan as it is at the moment. And I sincerely ask you to aim for one goal that you want to achieve this Ramadan. Don't aim for 10 goals that you want to achieve. Um, there's just too many things to aim at there. Aim for one thing you want to achieve and remain steadfast throughout the rest of the year. Very, very small action, but just make it steadfast and consistent, inshallah. Uh, until the next time, dear brothers and sisters, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Oh, oh, oh.